This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a production of Catholic Radio Indy. Now here's today's program. Welcome to Faith in Action here on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer. Hello. Great to be with you again. Bridget and I sound maybe just a little (laughs) bit foggy today. We're recording this program the day after our fall share here on Catholic Radio. And uh, we do a lot of talking on the air, and our voices get a little thin toward the end of the day. Jim did more than I did. He talked a little more than I did, which is kind of shocking. Next day, we sound just a little bit froggy. (laughs) But anyhow, uh, speaking of share we want to thank everybody who made the share successful. It was a... It was a blast doing it. We had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, we had uh, Kent Blanford in here. We had uh, Bridget, of course. We had Tim O'Donnell. We had Scott Williams from uh, Sock Religious in for a while. And we had... Uh, Bobby Z from yeah, up, up in from South Bend area. South Bend area, yeah. And so we, we had a, a lot of fun doing it. And more important than fun, we raised some funds that we needed to keep Catholic Radio on the air. It was our most successful fall share in the last oh i think six or seven years so it really it really came out well so thank you to everybody who donated thank you to everybody who volunteered and everybody that listened to us and put up with all of our nonsense on the air for several hours every day and uh right now we're going to be we're, we're in just a minute we're going to be talking about how to get ready for the season of getting ready but uh i want to remind you of amazon Smile, Amazon Smile. We just got a nice check from them. The way Amazon Smile works is if you're on the internet and if you're going to be buying anything through Amazon, and we never want to tell you how to or where to or who to do business with, but if you do use Amazon, and a lot of people do, if you go to Amazon.Smile first or just uh, Google or any search engine, smile.amazon amazon.smile anything that's got amazon and smile in it you'll get to a page and they're going to ask you simple question uh, i think your name your email and uh what charity do you want to support and when you get to that page just put catholic radio indie be sure to use all three words catholic radio indie and then whenever you shop on amazon you don't have to worry about it you don't have to do anything uh, six months now, a year from now, if you're buying on Amazon, we'll still get a small percentage of everything you purchase. So uh, there's a lot of listeners to Catholic Radio, and if everybody does it, it really adds up. So we really want to thank everybody who uh, already is doing that. And if you haven't done it yet, you can start right at our website at catholicradioindy.org. Catholicradioindy.org. Over on the right-hand side, you'll see a Amazon logo, click there, and you'll um, bop right over to Amazon Smile, and you'll be able to put in your uh, Catholic Radio Indy as your charity, and then you're all done. You don't have to worry about it ever again. Well, it's hard to believe, but um, the season of Advent is right around the corner. It starts Sunday, November 29th, and we want to have a a blessed Advent, and, and and we need to prepare for Advent. So um, here to give us some practical tips on how to do that is Peter Doan. He is the former uh, Director of Evangelization at St. Elizabeth Seton. He has a very interesting background, which we'll get into. But um, Peter, welcome to Faith in Action. Oh, it's great to be here, Bridget and Jim. Well, before we got started, uh, we were just chatting a little bit about how unique 
uh, the year 2020 has been <laughs> in many ways. Um, and and we kind of want to frame this discussion um, about preparing for Advent um, around that idea of how to do it this year and why this year is different. Peter, do you want to want to take that? Yeah, thanks, Bridget. So, yes, we're all dealing with how do we function in the pandemic and how we function as faithful Catholics and how we function in and towards the Church uh, is always a part of Advent. But this year, Advent in the, pa- in the context of the pandemic is going to draw us and has to draw us into a whole new dimension, and that is how do I celebrate Advent within the context of the domestic church. The domestic church is an idea that's been in the church uh, for centuries, but had really become highlighted by John, St. John Paul II. And the Catechism speaks to us about the domestic church, but all of us um, are coming to a place where the domestic church, because of the pandemic, is taking on a whole new importance in the Catholic communities yeah and it's actually kind of been a good thing you know it, i mean i mean if you can any think of anything i mean i mean the pandemic kind of been awful but in some ways it's really brought our families in a place where we can actually spend more time together and since we're not going out as much we can actually kind of get our get our house in order so to speak right yes exactly you know something i've been thinking about is that when every baby is baptized the parents are brought to the front, and out of the baptismal liturgy, the parents, the father, and the mother are commissioned and asked to make a commitment, almost a covenant, to become the first teachers of their children. And in talking with religious uh, ed leaders uh, through many parishes throughout the time, one of their complaints has always been that parents would rely on the religious ed program to teach their children. But now we're in a place where, really, in the best sense of the word, God is forcing parents to become the first teachers, like they made that commitment during their uh, child's baptism. And some parents might feel equipped to do that, and other parents are like, uh-oh, now what? <laughs> we're, 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 talk, we're talking with Peter Doan. He's the former director of evangelization at St. Elizabeth and Seton. And I want to ask you, you have a really interesting background, and I want to talk about what Avid is, but let's talk a little bit about your background. You've, gone, you've done a lot of really interesting things. You're a former pastor, and you're a convert to the faith. Is that? Am I remembering that correctly, Peter? Yes, I was brought up in a Catholic home and left the faith of my upbringing during my college years, and then I encountered Jesus in a radical way in the 70s in my uh, bedroom, and I immediately began to go to the streets and the bars that I had been hanging out with and began to share Jesus Christ. Uh, Fast forward, I didn't return to the Catholic Church, but I became an evangelical pastor and missionary and was uh, a pastor and missionary for 30 years. And then 11 years ago, uh, through a series of events that led up to it, my wife and I returned to the faith of our childhood. My wife was brought up Catholic as well. In these last 11 years, we've been making up for lost time, uh, serving the Lord and taking some of our uh, experiences and ministry in the area of evangelization and bringing it to our Catholic faith. Uh, Peter, you mentioned uh, going into the bars and places that you've been before, and all of a sudden 
of talking to people about Jesus. How, how did that go? Was that real? Well, everybody it, welcome it, you and say, oh, great, let's talk about that. Well, amazingly enough, there it must have been the Holy Spirit because he was giving favor uh, in those days rather than people throwing things at me and others that were doing this. In fact, I, one, of the, one of the graphic images I have is I was out in front of this pizza parlor on the street sharing Jesus Christ, and this young man, student, came up to me, and uh, we talked about the Lord. That night, he called on the name of the Lord, and fast forward to today, he is a bishop in the Reformed <laughs> Episcopal Church. Wow, wow. Well, you never so, know. You never know what's going to happen when you share Jesus. When you, you know, you pray, you step out in faith, and you follow the Holy Spirit. You just never know where that's going to go. All right, I want to get in. Right. I want to get into our topic, Peter. I want to talk about Advent. Um, what does that word mean? So Advent, you know, just in terms of its technicality, the word Advent comes from the Latin word advenio, which means to come to, to come to. And uh, Advent technically begins a period with the Sunday nearest, a lot of people may not know this, the Feast of St. Andrew the Apostle, which is November 30th. And it embraces four Sundays, and the first Sunday may be as early as the 27th of November, and then as late as December 3rd, giving you the full 21 days. Well, what, what is the significance? I mean, what are, what are we supposed to be doing as Catholics um, during Advent? What's the purpose of Advent, I guess? So the, the Church teaches uh, us that there's three major things that they're looking for the faithful to experience and accomplish. Number one, it's a time to prepare ourselves worthily to celebrate the anniversary of the Lord's coming into the world and through His Incarnation. Secondly, the Church asks us to prepare our souls as fitting receptacles for the Redeemer coming to us in Holy Communion and Grace. That's the second thing. And then the third thing the Church teaches is that we make ourselves ready for His final coming as judge at our death or at the end of the world. So those are the three um, directions that the Church gives us on what we're to do or experience or what we are to give ourselves to during the Advent season. Now, Peter, in the Church there are two somewhat similar seasons in that they are are both uh, somewhat lengthy, uh, Advent and Lent. And uh, to a non-Catholic, it seems like, you know, maybe there's always something going on. If it isn't one, if you're not giving up something for this, you're giving up something for that. Can you contrast uh, Lent and Advent? And and they're both liturgical seasons, but they're different. Yes, that's a good point, Jim. So I would put it this way, Advent... Uh, teaches us to practice penance uh, with a small p. And Lent tells us to experience Lent with a, with a large p. And what I'm saying in that is obviously the time frames are shorter, number one, and the penance of Advent is, is really, and this is one of the things I want to share today, is really focused on the first two weeks the first two weeks. The last two weeks of Advent, beginning with Gaudete Sunday, which speaks where the priest at Mass wears rose, rose-colored uh, vestments, begins to tell us to start getting excited, to start rejoicing, to start looking forward, 
So it's, it's a small P, and it's very short and compared to the Lenten fast and disciplines. Well, you mentioned as we got started about um, kind of our emphasis um, in Advent and leading up to Christmas is really to be focusing on the domestic church. Um, yes. We've got about another minute before we get into the break, but could you start talking a little bit about what we can be doing in our domestic church as we're preparing, um, well, preparing for Advent and preparing for Christmas, I guess? So very simply, and I did, my parents did this growing up and we did this with our children, I think it'd be great for, if people are not doing it now, is to have an Advent wreath with Advent candles. And those are, those are signs and symbols that really even penetrate the youngest child or the oldest adult. And uh, it, it, gathering around the evening meals, saying a prayer. There's a lot of different little booklets out there that are prayers and reflections. But I think that the Advent wreath is a great way to gather the family during the four weeks of Advent. And then secondly, I know a lot of families use the Advent calendar. I remember as a little boy even, the, uh, starting on December 1st, opening up that first little box and picture, anticipating December 24th, when now everything was getting real exciting. We need to take a break, um, and I can talk about my Advent candles when we get back. So uh, I love your idea about the wreath. So stay tuned for more Faith in Action, and we'll give you some more tips on how to prepare for Advent. You're listening to Catholic Radio Indy, converting the culture to Christ through radio, featuring 100% Catholic programming 24-7. Do your friends a favor. Tell them about Catholic Radio Indy. Ever since we've been on the air at Catholic Radio, we've always wanted to have billboards, but they just don't fit in our budget. And since you'll probably never see a real billboard for us, I'm going to ask you to do something, to imagine one. In your mind, picture a large, empty billboard. Yeah, that's it. Now pick a background color, any color at all. Okay, then across the top of your billboard, put just two words, Catholic Radio. Make them really big. Then below that in even bigger letters, put 89.1 and 90.9 FM. Wow, that's a great billboard. Now, if this billboard were real, all of your friends and neighbors could see it, and they'd know all about Catholic Radio. But since it's only an imaginary billboard, we're going to have to depend on you to tell your friends about Catholic Radio. Remember, Catholic Radio 89.1 and 90.9 FM. Oh, and by the way, nice choice on that background color. It really looks good. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Jim Ganley and I are in the studio, and we're talking with our guest, Peter Doan. He is the former director of evangelization at St. Elizabeth Seton in Carmel, and we're talking about Advent and ways to prepare. And we were talking about, um, Peter, the, the wreath, the Advent wreath that you can um, have and pray with your um, family, maybe at mealtime, or maybe the little opening, you know, op- the little calendar where you open up the box, open up the little flaps. Um, what are some other ways? And, and when people sit down at the dinner table and have the wreath with the candles, I just got my candles. <laughs> I always get these early. Um, what should they do exactly with their domestic church it, as we get into Advent? Well, the, there are several great materials out there presently. You can order Advent booklets uh, from Ascension Press. We use that at St. Elizabeth Seton for our, our CIA folks to introduce them how to begin to make Advent meaningful for them. Also, 
uh, recently, the last couple of years, Matthew Kelly has a ministry of Advent called Have the Best Advent Ever, and he will send you a daily meditation and a daily video that keeps Advent as the focal point of your day. Ascension Press will do the same thing, as well as uh, Bishop Barron. So those are three resources, Ascension Press, Bishop Barron, and Matthew Kelly added to the booklet that can uh, feed your soul during the Advent season. So as we prepare, get your wreath or get your calendar and then get these resources lined up so that you can be all set set up to pray, yeah. at, you know, at mealtime or, you know, at the end of the day or the beginning of the day, you know, maybe when you're having breakfast. So, Peter, yeah. I know you wanted to talk about um, the second half of Advent, which begins with the pink candle <laughs> and the rose. Yeah. So talk about that. You have some ideas there. I, I know there's priests that every year remind you that those are not pink, pink vestments. They're, yeah, they're rose. They're rose vestments. I, I go with the pink candle, okay? So I go with pink, but I like pink. But people call them what they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, uh, there's an ancient rite or liturgy that's taken from the evening prayer of the liturgy hours called the O Antiphons. And uh, I, I encourage everybody to take your December calendar or take your uh, calendar on your iPhone and circle December 17th. That begins what the church has called the Great O Antiphons. The Great O Antiphons... Uh, can be traced back into the 4th century, and these were prayers and singing that happened in the evening, during the evening prayer of the Liturgy of the Hours, where people gathered together and reflected on the seven, seven main descriptions from the Old Testament of the Messiah. And uh, it, it talks, in these antiphons, we talk about the Messiah as uh, coming as wisdom, coming as uh, the, uh, the Lord of Might, coming as the Rod of Jesse, coming as King David, coming as Dayspring, and coming as Emmanuel. And what happens is when the family can gather together, uh, the father or mother can be reads the antiphon, or if they get real creative, they can even sing it because it's to the tune of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. And then the Magnificat, the great prayer in the evening that talks of the encounter with Mary and uh, the angel Gabriel. And then after that's read, then the, the antiphon is repeated again. Back in the uh, ancient uh, church during the monastic days, the monks would really heavily celebrate the O Antiphon, and with each night, a monk would be assigned to bring treats out to the other monks as they were anticipating that they were getting ever so close to Christmas Eve. So, I think I think that I think that the O Antiphon bring a new spirituality that has been with us in the ancient church and it'll enliven the Advent experience, and it's something that the children can participate in, and they will really get their attention, uh, or the parents will get their attention by bringing a treat each night for the children. Yeah, and I was just thinking about, you know, as you're talking about these different things, how 
based on this the age of your children um obviously you can adapt this to fit you know you know your, your kids whether whether you make a tree you know together or if you have a certain word like wisdom maybe make a craft as it relates to that that topic um so in terms of of different age kids i mean you think it can you can make it work with some of these things you're suggesting yes so like in my family growing up we always had this little phrase okay let's begin oldest or i'm sorry youngest to oldest so with the old antiphons you can always begin with the youngest say the first night is a focus on wisdom and and the verse says this oh come wisdom from on high who orders all things mightily to us the path of knowledge show and teach us in her ways to go and then the refrain is rejoice rejoice emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. So the parents become creative in how they can impart with what wisdom is to that youngest child and then top it off with a treat, maybe that child's favorite uh, brownie or cookie or something like that. I really want to read up on the O antiphon because, as you mentioned, you said a lot of people hadn't heard of it. I hadn't heard of it either. Jim and I were like, nope, never, never heard of it. We learn new stuff all the time. Where can we learn more about that? You mentioned it was in the Liturgy of the Hours. Is that the, the source to go to? Well, um, uh, interestingly enough, I, ha- I, I have several great um, handouts that I could uh, make available that someone could print off and have as a father and mother going back to the educators, the first educators of their children, that leads them through step-by-step how to implement the O antiphon in the family. In fact, I even have some graphic design that can be shown to the family that pictures the, the, the word of the messianic message each evening. That's really awesome. Well, we'll get those resources from you, and maybe we can put a link um, on the podcast so that people can get get to it with a link. Um, let me ask you this. What's, we've just got about, I don't know, four or five minutes left here. I want to ask you, what's your favorite part of the Advent season, and what are you going to be doing this season? I mean, you, your kids, I'm guessing your kids are grown, or what? what's the status of your domestic church at this point? Okay, so my domestic church is uh, four adult children, Ten grandchildren with one baby girl on the way. Wow! It'll be our eleventh, <laughs> and so we we uh, we have a lot of traditions that we ha- uh, still do with our adult children. One of the things that I continue to do is to try to impart to them to begin to do in their families what what we did with having the Advent. We've given each of our children uh, the Advent wreath. I think a great thing that a parents can give to their adult children and their families are um, the uh, crush scenes uh, that St. Francis brought to us way back in the uh, 11th century. And so just, just really pointing out that Christmas is first and foremost not about the hustle and bustle, not about uh, you know getting all the things bought, but it is really taking a spiritual approach that more than ever we really need in the midst of this pandemic. Yeah, and you mentioned about the hustle and bustle. I mean, do you have any tips on that and how to not get sucked into all the 
commercial commercialism and shopping and all. I mean, we obviously you got to get people gifts, but um, what are your thoughts about that? We just got a couple minutes left. Well, I, I I think what we're talking about today, I think I think if we bring some of the domestic church aspects that we've been talking about, the Advent wreath, talking about some of these things that come through these tools of Matthew Kelly or whatever at the dinner hour with our children, um, have, having the candle lighting and doing the O antiphon, I think, and, and then also talking to our children about the difference between what it means to have a material Christmas versus what it really means to celebrate the Incarnation. Again, it goes back to the place that the parents, that the buck stops with a parent being able to really educate those children and really raise up a new generation of Catholics that make Christmas what it's meant to be. It's really about where your focus is, you know. Exactly. Where, and, and to put it on the spiritual versus the material. I, I know you've started a new venture. We just got about a minute or so, a couple minutes left here. You started a new venture. You you're, uh, have moved on from St. Elizabeth Seton as an evangelization director. I see yeah. you have a website. What are you, you going to be up to here in the future? So my wife and I have been developing a lay apostolate, what the Catholic Church calls a ministry that goes out from the parish, rather than one that ministers in the parish. And our lay apostolate is called Encounter Jesus Discipleship Ministries. And our mission is to equip Catholics with the tools to become disciples of Jesus Christ. And we, um, if, if you go to our website, which is www.catholicdiscipleshipministries.org. You can get an overview of what we're doing, and what we're doing is taking our experiences and offering them, but the real burden that renewal has never been more necessary as it is now among us as Catholics. And the whole focus is, is to offer tools and to demonstrate tools that help Catholic believers become Catholic disciples. Well, I think that's a really um, awesome ministry that you're getting rolling there. I know that um, that is kind of a whole new paradigm shift that we're experiencing or noticing that, you know, we can't just expect everybody to come to the parish. We have to go out, whether it's a parish ministry going out or these lay apostolates that are going out, like here at Catholic Radio Indy, we're going out to the airwaves, and, you know, mm -hmm. that's what we're mm -hmm. That's what we're aiming to do. Um, Peter, go ahead and give us that website one more time. We're just about out of time, so give us that website, yeah. and uh, we'll yes, thank you. www.catholicdiscipleshipministries.org. And if you come in there and sign up for our newsletter, that would be another way that I could send you all this information also on the O Antiphon. Excellent. Peter Doan, um, well, I guess you're the founder of this Catholic Discipleship Ministries.org. And um, thank you so much for being our guest today. Well, it's great being with you and Jim again. And have a good advent as well. You have been listening to Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a presentation of Catholic Radio Indy. You can hear this episode of Faith in Action again or any past episode at catholicradioindy.org. If you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future program, please call us at 317-870-8400. 
or email jim at catholicradioindy.org.